The Rams have a new offensive coordinator in Liam Cohen. What does he bring to their title defense in 2022? You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast, your team every single day. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Rams. Click that subscribe button on your podcast feed. And while you're there, why don't you go on over to YouTube as well. Click on the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Get your subscription to that as well. That way you got all your Rams news every single day. My name is Travis Rogers, host of Locked On Rams. I also host the Rams pregame show and postgame show on their flagship station, 710 ESPN here in L.A. Uh, also do a show there every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Travis and Sliwa show. So check that one out if you can as well. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. Okay, so let's get right to it. Liam Cohen is the new offensive coordinator for the Rams uh, coming up this upcoming season, the 2022, their title defense. They, of course, Kevin O'Connell is now the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. So the Rams are going to go through something that they've had to do a handful of times before. Said it before, let's say it again. I think one of Sean McVay's greatest qualities as a head coach has nothing to do with drawing up a play, has nothing to do with, uh, play calling and deciding, you know, when to go for it, when not to go for it, this guy or that guy. Those are all incredibly important. But I think what he does as well as anybody, if not everybody, is he knows how to hire good people. He knows who he needs. He knows who's going to fit in well for his system. Because how many of the guys that have come in to work for Sean McVay have ended up not working out? You can really almost count them on one hand. And maybe you don't even need all your fingers on one hand. That what they had uh, most recently with their special teams, right? They'd gone through John Fossil, had been very, very good, and the special teams took a, a step back after that. That's the one spot that it seems like they've been struggling to find the next guy. But then by the end of this season, in the Super Bowl season, they'd gotten it figured out, and their special teams were no longer a liability. So even when it's not perfect, it's still pretty good along the way. But look at all the guys that have come through as quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special teams coordinators, and have gone on to become head coaches in the NFL. We've mentioned it before. Zach Taylor was on the opposite side of the field uh, in Super Bowl 56. He was a former Rams assistant. Matt LaFleur, um, of course, Brandon Staley, who's the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. The league is filling up with guys from the Sean McVay coaching tree, despite the fact that they're all older than Sean McVay. Sean McVay is still the youngest coach in the NFL. Now, He's got to replace another guy, Kevin O'Connell, as mentioned. And Liam Cohen, who was at Kentucky, is now coming back to the Rams, who has worked with Sean McVay previously. So it's familiar territory, but I think it speaks very well to exactly what he's going to bring that Sean McVay thought that it would be a good chance to bring him back. Kirk Morrison, who does the Rams pre-half and post with me on the flagship station ESPN LA 710. He also covers college football for ESPN, had a chance to you know talk with Liam Cohen, get to know him a little bit along the way. So I asked Kirk last week what he thought about Liam Cohen, excuse me, Liam Cohen coming in to become the Rams' new offensive coordinator. 
Kirk Morrison, of course, is my partner on the pre, half, and post game show on the flagship station ESPN LA 710. Of course, longtime NFL linebacker, and you see him on ESPN's college football coverage as well. Uh, let, let, let's go to that right now. The Rams yeah. are going to take their offensive coordinator from the University of Kentucky. They're going to put yeah. him into that new role to replace Kevin O'Connell, who's now the head coach of the Vikings. What do we know about Liam, uh, Liam Cohen? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, my conversation with Liam Cohen this year, um, we, it was a funny one because, you know, he went from having Jared Goff and Sean McVay and that offense, and he was kind of just, you know, sitting back and kind of laying in the weeds a little bit, quarterbacks coach. And then he goes to a uh, university of Kentucky and he didn't have the same guys, <laughs> you know, he's, try <laughs> he's trying to get the offense across. And, you know, I had a chance to broadcast one of their games and like, he loved LA, but you know, obviously the, the challenge of getting guys in the right spot and getting guys to understand the offensive philosophy. The thing is the game actually didn't change much, right? People think like, Oh, you know, college NFL, it's a big difference. No, it, it's still X's and O's. It's, but it's just about having the right guy, the right quarterback. And it's hard if you don't have that right guy. And this quarterback last year was a guy who didn't pull the trigger enough. But what I do know is that he he's an NFL coach, wanted to be an NFL. But, you know, Mike Stoops had to take him away. He was like, I want what's working in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And that's what attracts some of the players too, college players, is that, hey, I run a college system. So exit Liam Cohen from Kentucky. He goes to the Rams. And then Stoop says, I still want this NFL flavor. He gets Rick, Rich Scarangello, the uh, the uh, quarterback's coach of the 49ers. Mm. He now is the OC over at Kentucky. So it's musical chairs. But I tell you this, uh, Liam, he, he wanted to be back. I know this is a great opportunity for him. And you know, just reading his quotes recently, it's a great opportunity for him to learn. But he knows it's also being put in a position to elevate himself. And who's to say he probably won't be the next head coach in the NFL in about well, two or three seasons. I was going to say the, the, the line from being on Sean McVay's <laughs> staff to running your own shop is a, is a short one, right? It turns over right. pretty quickly. Why, why has Sean McVay been so successful in being able to survive this turnover? Because typically when you have turnover like this in your staff, it, you don't keep continuing to find the next guy along the way. And, Really, almost everybody that they've brought in at one point or another has gone on to bigger and better things, and they really haven't missed a beat. What what does he know about hiring guys that other people don't? You know, I think this one may be the most challenging season of all of them, though, Travis. Uh, I really do, because when you really look at the people who have walked out of the door, and I kind of have to go chart all of this. We know about the four head coaches, and Matt mm -hmm. LaFleur, obviously Zach Taylor, Brandon Staley, now Kevin O'Connell. But I look at all of the assistant coaches that have taken off as well. Joe Barry, who's now the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. You forget about him. E.J. Evero, who's the assistant defensive backs coach. Aubrey Pleasant. I mean, I'm just going through the list of names of guys who Wes went Phillips apart. went to Minnesota yeah. with Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, you got Wes Phillips who left. Remember, we yeah. were Wade Phillips used to be here. Like, I'm looking at all the guys who he's had, and you talked about the turnover. Um, it goes back to what me and you talked about, the culture that he set. That guys can come in and say, hey, this is the standard. This is what I ask of you. I'm not asking you to reinvent the wheel, but I'm asking you to give everything you got. And I'm asking you to work your tail off. And look, we're going to figure this thing out. And I think he brings in a working environment that everybody wants to be a part of. And I remember talking to another head coach, college head coach, and he said, when you have the culture of winning, but you also have the culture of fun, you know, you have that culture of, man, that looks like a great place to work. Yeah, It's infectious. Other owners, general managers, school administrators, they're watching it on television. They said, wow, they sure make winning look fun. 
And I think that's why Sean McVay will continue to keep having good coaches, great coaches come aboard because they know that, hey, I'm going to have I got one of the greatest great bosses working for me. He's going to let me do my thing. He's not going to be peddling or meddling over there. He's going to let me just work. And I think that's what's helped out so much. And if it works, you're going to get a head coaching job like yep. that. That's the other thing that he has uh, <laughs> established along the way. My partner, Rams pre half and post, Kirk Morrison. Kirk, thank you so much. All good, Travis. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks again to Kirk for doing that. I thought that that was incredibly insightful. And look, I think this is one of the great things about Sean McVay. One of the great things about him is that guys want to come work for him because they know that it's going to give them other opportunities. Look, if you're a coach, I would think under most circumstances, what do you want to do? If you are a football coach, what's the pinnacle of that profession? Head coach in the NFL. What has Sean McVay demonstrated that if you come and work as one of his assistants, you're going to get an opportunity to do? head coach in the NFL. So there's going to be a long line of very capable coaches. They're going to be very excited to come back and do that for him. So that's just another in the long line. We'll, we'll see. You know, working for Sean McVay as an offensive coach, probably very challenging because McVay knows it as well as anybody. And obviously he's going to have his thing, uh, fingerprints all over it. It's Sean McVay's offense first and foremost, but very excited to have Liam Combe here for no other reason than Sean McVay thinks he's the right guy for the job. Okay, coming up next. The new league year starts in just nine days. What are the Rams' top priorities before that new league year kicks off? That's coming up, but not before we talk about Built Bar, right? We all like things that taste good, and that's where Built Bar comes in because not only does it just taste good and it's a nice, nice little thing to have you know, in your backpack or your briefcase or your desk drawer or maybe the glove compartment of your car, uh, it's good for you. It's not junky. It's not one of those things that's going to make you feel bad because you put bad stuff in your body or it's going to make you feel bad because you know you made a bad choice. Built Bar has you covered. Go to Built Bar and do this for me. Scroll down and look at some of the, char the charts. Go to Built.com and look at the macros chart. You're going to be blown away by exactly what is in Built Bars, right? It's high protein. It's low cal. It's high fiber. It's low carb. That's what you want. You want protein that makes you feel full, right? You want something that tastes good, but you don't want something that's filled with sugar. Most built bars have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. That's all the good stuff and not any of the bad stuff, right? Compare that to a candy bar. It's about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar as opposed to four and dozens of net carbs. All sorts of great flavors. They taste great. So you don't feel like you're eating something that's good for you just because you're supposed to eat something that's good for you. You're eating something that's good for you because it tastes good as well. Built Bar, that's what they're all about, making sure it tastes good, that it tastes delicious first, and then they'll figure out how to put all the good stuff in after that. I don't know how they do it, but they do it every single time. Go to built.com. One more time, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so the new league year is coming up in just a little bit, right? The new league year is an incredibly important time because you got to have all of your ducks in a row heading into that, right? And so nine days away from the start of the new league year, here is where I think the Rams really need to prioritize. And this is why when we heard Sean McVay talk about this, when we heard Les Snead talk about this, I think they're in a pretty good spot because number one, they're going to redo deals for Sean Mc, or excuse me, they'll do Sean McVay. That doesn't really, that, that, that will take care of itself. I'm not too worried about that. But the other things that they need to get done, just from a logistical standpoint, an administrative standpoint, you got to get a new deal for Matthew Stafford ironed out. You got to get a new deal for Aaron Donald ironed out. I don't know if one has to go before the other. I don't think it makes a huge difference, but they both do need to get done. 
because not only does that give you the peace of mind in knowing that you have what you need at arguably the two most, what are the two most important positions in football, right? Think about it. Number one, you got to have the quarterback. If anybody has demonstrated that as clear as a bell, it's the Rams. The Rams had a quarterback previously who was okay. It wasn't like he was terrible, but he was just okay. And the Rams were kind of capped out of where they were going. The next most important, they, they, they change it out. Matthew Stafford comes in. What do they do? They go one for one and win the Super Bowl. I understand it's not quite that easy to get a good quarterback, win the Super Bowl. But when you have all the other pieces, that's the most important piece. So you've got that squared away. What's the second most important position? And if the quarterback's the most important thing, what's the second most important thing? Someone who can go get the quarterback. Someone who can make the quarterback life impossible to deal with. Is there anybody that's better than that at Aaron Donald? No. Aaron Donald is the guy that can go get the quarterback probably better than anybody else. He sets the tone defensively, just an amazing player. So those are the two guys that you need to have to have sustainable success. The Rams have those guys, but they're both near the end of the line in their contracts, and it's time to give them the money and the contract terms that they have deserved and that they've earned. So what they can do with that, and it's so important about moving forward, is that if you structure those the way that I expect them to be structured, you can spread that money out over a long period of time. So while you're going to give them a great deal, you can buy yourself some cap flexibility. What the Rams do not have as we sit here right now in the first week or two of March is cap flexibility. They're pretty much tapped out. There's not a lot of maneuvering they can do until they do these other things. And once you get those other things done, now you can go into free agency and understand how much money you have to spend. Right. And that's the next order of operation. So once you get those two guys squared away as far as new contracts go, and, and it's, it's not even so much the dollars, those will kind of take care of itself. They're both going to get a fortune and they should. It's term, it's the way that it's structured. How often can we spread this money out instead of spreading it out over a two year, three year window? Can we spread it out over a five or a six year window? Which brings you to the next thing, which is identify who you want in free agency because you can't really do it until you know how much money you're going to have to spend, right? We'd all love to go out and shop on the you know top of the line. When you go to buy a bottle of wine, right? In the grocery store, all the good stuff's up high, all the stuff that maybe isn't quite as good as down low. We'd all like to shop on that top shelf, but you got to figure out what your budget is. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Or if you can get the rest of your money figured out, i.e. with Matthew Stafford, i.e. with Aaron Donald, now I know exactly, maybe I can get one off the top shelf, I can get a couple off the middle shelf, and maybe I got to go down and get one off the bottom because I just got to fill a spot. But until I know what that money is, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how much money I have to spend. Can I go top of the line if I'm looking for cornerback help? Which, by the way, there's a lot of cornerback opportunities in the free agent market this year. Am I going to go for an older player who maybe is going to demand a little bit more money? Or can I go with somebody who's maybe a little less experienced but maybe a little more affordable? Maybe I think I can do... A couple of different ways. I can go a little expensive here, a little cheaper here, but until the rest of that money is sorted out, I don't know where I'm going to go. So that's the number two thing is identify exactly what sort of budget you have and which players you can go. Then, of course, after free agency starts here in just a little bit more than a week and you see how you do, now all of a sudden you're going back to draft mode because the Rams have draft picks. Now, they don't have high draft picks, and that's why I think they can put this third on their order of operations chart about where they want to put this in, about what they want to do, about because you don't have to worry about the guys that you're going to get are probably going to be guys that you can still get. When you're talking third round, fourth round, fifth round, and beyond guys, there's a lot of guys that probably slot into some different spots that you can go find. 
If you're picking in the top 10, I got to figure out exactly. This guy's gone I care. I can move up here. I can move back here. But when you're a little further down, it's a little bit more expected. You probably know once you get into the 140, 150 range, which is about where the Rams are picking. They don't have any picks inside the top 100. I know who's going to be there. If I'm picking in the top 10, uh, maybe, you know, maybe these 15, 20 guys. But what if the guy I want one is gone? It's a much different preparation process. So I think that's probably the third most important thing that the Rams need to get done. After you get the money figured out, pay Stafford, pay Aaron Donald, spread that money out over a long time. That's number one. Number two is figure out in free agency exactly who it is you want to target based on the budget that you've been able to create because you've redone those other two guys. And then number three, figure out who it is that you want to draft going forward. I think that's the order that you have to do those things because, I mean, maybe you could put the draft ahead of those things. But again, when you're picking as far down in the Rams, uh, the way that the Rams are in the draft, again, they traded away pretty much all of their high picks for Von Miller, for Matthew Stafford, for all the things that we've talked Jalen Ramsey, year after year after year. They haven't had a first-round pick since they drafted Jared Goff a million years ago. They got a little more time. You can push that back half of the draft back just a little bit more. And then, of course, once the free agency starts and guys start coming off the board, then those decisions, some of those decisions at least, are going to get made for you along the way. Okay, coming up next, pretty radical idea of one of the things the Rams might do, might want to do on the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, it might be in everybody's best interest if they go ahead and do that. But first, let's talk about bet online, right? College football. Pro football, it's over for the season. But college basketball is in full steam, right? The tournament is just around the corner. Of course, the playoffs and the pro game just around the corner as well. Latest odds, player performance props. Next fired coach is going to be, you know, we're talking about those MVP odds on Locked on Rams a couple of days ago. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting leads. It remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. Of course, it is Bet Online. It's not just basketball. They've got you covered for everything that you're into. Hockey, sure. Boxing, UFC odds, right down to the Olympics. They've got everything you need to bet online. So head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked on NFL as well. Locked on expert, locked on experts, I should say, easy for me to say, covering the biggest stories from around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It too is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so ESPN.com had an interesting um, uh, story up and they had all the different teams kind of put a bold move maybe that they would be doing going in and the teams didn't do it, but it's the writers that cover the team. So in the instance for the Rams, it's Lindsay Theory. Um and the idea was, and this this was a couple of things happened today, as a matter of fact. The idea that was floated out there was maybe the Rams don't re-sign Von Miller. That maybe they decide that they got what they needed from Von Miller, that they made a big bet, it paid off, and they're going to walk away from the table with some money in their pocket, right? The proverbial money being the Super Bowl championship, the Lombardi trophy along the way. So they feel pretty good about that. The difference is, is that I'm not quite so sure that Von Miller wouldn't be on board with this either. Von Miller put something on his Twitter account, maybe his Instagram, doesn't matter, uh, about him. And he put a picture of himself in his Denver Broncos uniform that was interesting because it said, I wonder if they'll let me have my old locker back. Okay, maybe it means nothing. And I'm not going to do the Kyler Murray thing where I'm trying to figure out, you know, the social media breadcrumbs on what means what and who did this and who did that. And what does this mean? And what is it? I don't care enough about that. But it is interesting. It is interesting that he would put something like that. And I think it's interesting when you really stop and think about it, because 
Vaughn Miller gave the Rams exactly what the Rams hoped he would give them. He came in and and provided leadership. He provided incredible play, and he was very, very effective playing behind Aaron Donald. And not behind, you understand what I mean by that. But, but letting Aaron Donald take up the lion's share of the attention and letting Vaughn Miller be the second guy, right? There was a point at the end of the season and really throughout the entire playoffs where Vaughn Miller seemed was in the backfield over and over and over again. So it's kind of counterintuitive to think why it might be a good idea for him to bounce and go somewhere else or for the Rams to basically say, yeah, we, we would be okay with that. But think about it like this. They got what they asked for. We will take Vaughn Miller in an effort to win the Super Bowl. Check. Boxes checked. They got it done. What At some point, you have to start thinking about what's going to come next and what is more valuable. Is another couple of years of Vaughn Miller, who was great this year, but is it at that point in his career where you would expect it to start to go maybe the other way at one point or another? Do you do that? Or do you start going in a different direction where you decide, you know what, maybe some draft picks might be a little bit more available. And what we're talking about is the supplemental uh, conditional because if he leaves, you get the pick and how that entire thing works in the NFL. Here's the other part about this too that I think is incredibly interesting. You're talking about a guy who probably would not be completely opposed to the idea of leaving, to go back to Denver, to say, hey, listen, won a Super Bowl here in Denver. Went to L.A., grabbed another one. Now I got two. Now I'm in a totally different class of player. And, oh, by the way, I can come back where I've spent my entire career and maybe finish my career there. Maybe they're getting ready to be good again, and I can be back with where I, I've spent the vast majority of my that, that would be appealing. And then there's this, the last part of it, and I think something that is probably at least a part of the thought process that the Rams are having at this point, which is, with all due respect to Vaughn Miller, does it really deeply, truly matter who the other guy is. Think about all the guys that they've had, and they're all good football players, and probably none of them as good as Von Miller. But who has had success with the Rams over the last few years because Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald? Dante Fowler? Yeah, he was great. Okay, Dante Fowler came in from Jacksonville when they made that trade for him, and it was like, ah, he's kind of a bust, a high-pick guy, never really worked it. Well, was he good for the Rams? Damn right he was. Do you know why? Because Aaron Donald is getting everybody's attention over and over and over again. Now, who else had success there? Michael Brockers had success there. And Dominican Sue had success there. Leonard Floyd has had success there. Vaughn Miller has had success there. The point, though, is, is that I don't want to say it doesn't matter who's over there, but it matters a little bit less than if you didn't have Aaron Donald. And if, all, if I can get somebody at 50% of the price that's going to give me 80% of the ability is that not a win? And I can get some draft picks and I can start filling in some other holes on my team. And I'm not saying you're going to find somebody that's as effective as Von Miller, but what if it's close? What if you're getting 80% of that production at a fraction of the price? Is that not something you have to consider? Look, if he comes back, great, great. I would love to see him come back. And I think that the Rams would be in a really good spot if he did. But if he didn't, if he decided he wanted to go back to Denver or if the Rams decided that they wanted to go try something else there, I don't think that's the end of the world either. I think that the Rams can live to fight another day with that because of the money they'll save, because of the draft picks that they might be able to turn it into, and because of whoever happens to be in that spot is going to be off to a pretty good start because when you break that huddle on offense, where's 99? We're going to deal with him first, and we'll figure everything out else after that. That's, again, why Aaron Donald is so important because not that Von Miller's going to get one of those ugly yellow jackets. He's going to give the speech. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But... 
whoever is on the other side of Aaron Donald, they get 10% better just automatically. So if I can find a guy that's 65, 75% as good as Vaughn Miller, those guys are out there and give him an extra 10% kicker on top of it because Aaron Donald's going to soak up so much attention. I'm down. So that's why I think that the possibility that the Rams may, may decide that Vaughn Miller is a luxury that they can live without. I wouldn't be totally blown away if that's in fact how it ends up playing out. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe button both on the Rams YouTube channel, Locked on Rams on YouTube, and Locked on Rams wherever you get your podcasts. Now, make your second listen. Locked on the NFL Draft, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bringing the NFL Draft every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It, too, is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.